Thank you for tuning in to the LGBTQ Plus News and Chat Podcast. Download the Anchor.fm app to leave a message about the show or request to be a guest to share your story. This time it is not bias against the African Americans or the LGBTQ Plus community. This time the bias is against the homeless. The situation has begun at Starbucks stores in the San Diego area. The DM, to which I will only give her first name, made local policy limiting patrons to only one bag while in the store or on the premises. This policy by Aaron only targets the homeless. It will not apply to students or executives or persons that are just out doing shopping. To say otherwise is a lie. I do acknowledge that some homeless do steal and do alcohol and or drugs, but the national average is only about 5% of the homeless. There are just over 8,000 homeless people in the San Diego area alone. According to the Regional Task Force, there are 4,476 unsheltered people and 3,626 sheltered in the county. 10% are veterans. 36% have a physical disability. According to last year's count, San Diego County had the fourth most homeless in the U.S. Some demographics are not included. They do not break down how many specifically live in vehicles, and they do not break down how many identify as LGBTQ+, or how many have jobs. But to straight out exclude a percentage of the population from your stores is blatant discrimination and bias. Just because you're homeless in their eyes is an eyesore does not justify the bias. Homeless are already marginalized and to have Starbucks to oust you because you don't quote unquote fit into their view of what a customer should look like or live is damaging. Why am I reporting on this? Because I'm one of the homeless. Being transgender and homeless is embarrassing enough, but I also suffer from PTSD. If you don't think I'm good enough to be a customer, then you don't deserve my money. In fact, you don't deserve anyone's money or patronage. I have reached out to Starbucks corporate only to be told that they are siding with the DM. For a company that is quote-unquote supposed to be a warm and welcoming environment for all, you aren't living up to that. In effect, by siding with the DM, you have rewrote corporate policy across the board. This means that all of your locations worldwide must comply with this policy change or cease and desist from enforcement anywhere. Your choice, Starbucks, Enforce it on all patrons or none at all. You may want to read the Unruh Civil Rights Act of California to which you are in violation of. And I'll quote a part of it. It says, full and equal accommodations, advantages, facilities, privileges, or services in all business establishments of every kind whatsoever. For the last couple of weeks, the National Center for Transgender Equality Action Fund has made ways with their new town hall series, Transform the White House. Quoting, For the first time in history, trans issues are among the most frequently discussed 
topics on the campaign trail and even in the debates. Countless people around the country are declaring it is time for a change. It's time we have a president who believes in trans equality. The next video in their Transform the White House series, Secretary Julian Castro. Secretary Castro is one of the presidential candidates who has talked about transgender people and transitions, trans issues, I'm sorry, often on the campaign trail. And I hope you find his answers as illuminating as I did, unquote, said Mara Kiesling in an email. Uh, check out transformthewhitehouse.org. The website posts, since President Trump took office, his administration has waged a nonstop onslaught against transgender people. They rolled back protections for transgender students. They banned transgender people from the military. They're even trying to roll back protections for transgender people to get health care. The full list of Trump administration's attacks against the transgender community is even longer. But we, hashtag, won't be erased. We're fighting back. Alongside all the other people who are under attack by this administration, from immigrants to Muslims, to women, and to many more of our neighbors. Enough is enough. President Trump must go. It is time for a new president. Catherine Prescott took her 14-year-old son, Collar, to Ready Children's Hospital, San Diego, which has a dedicated gender identity clinic in April 2015. He had experienced self-inflicted injuries and suicidal thoughts after suffering transphobic harassment. Catherine said that although she informed the hospital of her son's gender identity and pronouns, staff re <clears throat> excuse me, repeatedly misgendered him during his treatment. Quote, RCHSD staff assured Catherine that all staff would refer to Collar with male gender pronouns and would otherwise treat him as a boy, unquote in the 2016 lawsuit, uh, according to the Washington Post. <clears throat> Catherine Prescott announced on August 30th that she has settled with Rady Children's Hospital San Diego for an undisclosed amount. She says that she doesn't blame the hospital for her son's death, but wanted to ensure that no other transgender teenager would experience what Collar did. Quote, transgender children deserve love, respect, and support, unquote, Catherine said. Head over to AaronStore.com and browse away and look for podcast stuff coming real soon. Listener support is much appreciated. Donate as little or as much as you like. Hey, listeners, if you wish to comment on any or all segments of the show, you must download the Anchor.fm app from the Apple App Store or Google Play. Idaho resident 
Fred Joseph Costanza was indicted on four charges last Thursday, one of first-degree bias crime after he allegedly beat up a transgender woman, Lauren Jackson, at the Agate Beach State Park in Oregon the previous weekend. Despite the pain, Miss Jackson says she refuses to hate Costanza or anyone else. Lauren Jackson told KATU2 that she had just moved from Utah for Oregon to begin transition. Quote, unquote, all of a sudden, being pretty is very important to me. I'm having a rough start, said Jackson. Quote, unquote, how I appear to other people is really important right now. And this is an intense thing to see on my face, Jackson said. She said the attack took her completely by surprise. Quote, unquote, he just comes up and starts yelling something about me being a lady, thinking I'm a lady. I just stand there and I don't say anything. I don't raise my hands. And he just blindsides me from the beginning. And the rest was him dragging me around and continuing to punch me. And I'm just screaming. Someone heard and ran across the park and tackled this guy off of me, Jackson stated. From the Associated Press, Los Angeles. The forceful removal of a group of transgender women and a gay man from a Los Angeles bar is being investigated as a possible hate crime, police said Monday. Cell phone video <clears throat> excuse me, showing security guards shoving and dragging two transgender women and a gay man out of the downtown bar has, wildly sh- has been widely shared on social media over the weekend. Top police officials and Mayor Eric Garcetti promised a thorough investigation. A complaint about an incident at Las Perlas Bar Friday was filed with police and detectives are investigating, said department spokesman Officer Jay Chavez. Chavez. Los Angeles is a place where hate against any person, regardless of gender identity, is not tolerated. My office is in uh, communication with the LAPD HQ about the incident at Las Perlas and will ensure a proper investigation is completed, Garcetti said in a tweet. Chloe Rios, who recorded the video, said she and a group of colleagues from Bienestar Human Services, a nonprofit that focuses on health issues in Latino and LGBTQ communities, were having dinner when a straight couple approached them and started yelling slurs. Quote, unquote, they said, you guys are all men. You are not women. You don't belong here, Rios said. Rios, a program manager at the nonprofit, says she and her friends ignored the comments, but then the woman became more aggressive and spat at them, pushed her, and slapped a colleague. The group stood up and huddled together to protect each other, and that's when security guards intervened and asked everyone to leave. They escorted the couple out, but became aggressive with them 
and pushing and shoving them and even dragging one of her colleagues by the neck, she said. <clears throat> Excuse me. Quote, unquote, we thought the security team was going to protect us, but instead they threw us out like trash, Rio said. Outside, the couple continued to yell slurs at them and threatened to kill them, she said. The couple ran away when they saw police patrol cars approaching, she, she added. Quote, unquote, every single day I see trans women being harassed, being bullied, and being discriminated. This was a horrible experience, Rio said. I knew I needed to record this to show how they treat us. Said Moses, chief executive of Pouring With Heart, which owns the bar. Um, hold on a second. Um, sorry about that. Said Moses, chief executive of Pouring With Heart, which owns the bar, said in a statement posted to the Las Perlas Facebook page on Saturday, the incident was... A, quote, unquote, escalated verbal altercation that led the manager to remove those patrons who didn't comply with the request to leave. <clears throat> After a protest outside the bar that prompted the bar to close Saturday night, Moses apologized to the transgender community and said the security company working at the bar would be replaced. Quote, unquote, we are committed to working with the community and we are researching the right partner to help us move forward in the most positive way possible, including staff and vendor training. He wrote in a statement on Sunday. McCray Game, who founded South Carolina's Hope for Wholeness in 1999, has apologized for being a religious zealot that hurt people. Quoting from the Huffington Post, the South Carolina-based founder of one of the nation's largest gay conversion programs issued a formal apology for his role in the discredited movement this weekend, just months after coming out publicly as gay himself. McCray Game, who served on Hopeful Wholeness Board of Directors until 2017, called gay conversion programs, quote-unquote, very harmful, an example of, quote-unquote, false advertising in a Saturday interview with the Post and Courier. Quote, I was a religious zealot that hurt people, said Game, who was raised in a Southern Baptist household in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Quote-unquote, people said they attempted suicide over me, and the things I said to them, people I know are in therapy because of me. Why would I want that to continue? Now 51, Game founded Hope for Wholeness in his home state in 1999, initially called Truth Ministry. Game's group was conceived as an offshoot of the Florida-based Exodus International, a network of organizations that targeted people who wish to limit their homosexual desires. Nearly two years after being fired from Hope for Wholeness, Game came out as gay in June. 
He and his wife, Julie, have been married since 1996 and remain together, though Julie is aware of her husband's sexuality. <clears throat> Excuse me. Shortly before the Post and Courier's article was published, Game elaborated further in a lengthy Facebook post in which he asked the members of the LGBTQ community for forgiveness. Quote, Today I'm thankful to have it all behind me, he wrote in the August 25th post, which can be viewed Quote, I'll take advantage of any opportunity I get to share my experiences and my belief that ex-gay ministry and conversion therapy is harmful. Game plans to eventually write a book about his experiences. Quote, it's all in my past, but many, way too many, continue to believe that there is something wrong with themselves and wrong with people that choose to live their lives honestly <clears throat> and open as gay, lesbian, or trans, he added. Quote, the very harmful cycle of self-shame and condemnation has to stop. It's literally killing people. Learn to love, unquote. Speaking to the Post and Courier, Game praised the LGBTQ community for having treating him, quote, ridiculously kind, unquote, stressing that he'll likely be apologizing for his ex-gay ministry work for the rest of his life. The discredited practice of, quote, unquote, gay conversion therapy, which is sometimes called reparative therapy, is aimed at ridding an individual of same-sex attraction based on the false assumption that such attraction is a mental disorder. Though the American Medical Association and the American Academy of Pediatrics are among the professional groups to denounce the practice, it continues to be promoted in conservative religious communities. It has been known to include such methods as electroshock therapy and even treating LGBTQ identity as an addiction, not unlike substance abuse disorders related to drugs or alcohol. Game, meanwhile, is not the first member of the movement to come out as LGBTQ. In January, David Matheson, who once ran a full-time therapy practice in New Jersey with a roster of about 50 clients, announced that he was, quote-unquote, choosing to pursue life as a gay man. Former Love and Action director John Smith, who was previously considered one of the foremost leaders of reparative ex-gay therapy, married husband Larry McQueen in 2014. Thank you again for tuning in to the LGBTQ News and Chat podcast. Talk to you soon.